Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast dedicated to chronicling the years 1990 through this year, 1999. This year in the podcast is what we mean. We are your hosts. My name's Chris Elphick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week, we are bringing you episode 42, the answer to what happened in October 15th through 21st in 1999. 42 is also uh, the answer to life, the universe, and everything. I know. October 15th. A National Geographic Society press conference reveals the fossil of Archaeoraptor? That sounds about right. Okay. The magazine claimed that the fossil was a missing link between birds and terrestrial theropod dinosaurs. It was later found to be a forgery, as all good things are. Yes. Uh, Everything good is a forgery. Jackalope. Yeah. Or like, uh, you know, fake money or... Honest politician. Moving on. Ooh, there we go. October 16th, The Amanda Show premiered today. Remember The Amanda Show? Cappuccino Machine. I like Block Blister. Oh, Block Blister. I remember that. Yeah. I think this is what... uh, Man, I went on a bit of a Blockbuster, like, nostalgia trip today. Oof. Yeah, maybe more on that later. Okay. Latest buzz. DNA confirms, get this, killer bees were found in a landfill. Ooh. This is out of Ventura Ventura County in California. Article starts off with they're here. Oh god, so obnoxious. Three, six, seven E's. That's a lot of E's. Plus the bonus E at the end of here. After months of warning that they would eventually invade Ventura County, a small swarm of so-called killer bees was discovered earlier this month at the old Baylard landfill north of Oxnard. These are all words Hmm. that are also places. The insects first thought to be ordinary honeybees because of their similar appearance and seemingly docile nature were destroyed without incident on October 4th after being found by a worker monitoring the closed down landfill. Dozens of the dead bees were turned over to the Ventura County Agricultural Commissioner's Office. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Which routed them to the state analysts to determine if they were of the Africanized variety. DNA analysis confirmed Thursday that they were killer bees, making Ventura County the latest Southern California county to go on full bee enforcement alert. So that's what all the buzz is about. Yeah. Those fucking killer bees. I mean, the article started off with latest buzz. Heh. Yeah. I fucking... I love the bees. bees. Not the killer bees. October 17th, Yo-Yo Ma's cello lost, found. This Spoiler is alert. yeah, this is out of New York. I remember this story too. Yeah. Musician Yo-Yo Ma forgot his 2.5 million dollar 266-year-old cello in the trunk of a taxi on Saturday, but police tracked down at a garage in Queens in time for his evening concert. I did something really stupid, Ma said sheepishly <laughs> after he got the instrument back. I was in such a rush, I was so exhausted, I'd given a concert at Carnegie Hall last night, I just forgot. Grinning with relief, he explained that the police used the taxi receipt to find the driver within hours. That's the power of a paper trail. That's something, I I don't know, has there been a famous, like, cellist or classical musician since the 90s? I I mean, I'm sure there is, we just don't run in those circles. But for popular context? Yeah, for pop culture? I doubt it. 90s, we had Yo-Yo Ma, we had the fucking three, the three tenors. Oh, the three tenors, all three of them. Yeah, I mean... We don't have that anymore. I mean, not that that's something I terribly miss, but... Yeah, it's just not really a thing. Yeah. We're uncultured. Yeah, we are uncultured swine. October 18th is what we're doing next. Shipper.com to deliver same-day service to online shopper. 
That's singular. This is exciting. Shipper.com has launched a service designed to give online shoppers the opportunity to receive products the same day that they purchase them from a web retailer. The industry-based company, backed by a Pasadena venture capital firm, Idealab, all one word, has a warehouse in Los Angeles and Fremont, California that would deliver products to those local areas. Company officials says <laughs> that it hopes to spend $150 to $200 million over the next two years to open 20 facilities worldwide. Shopper, Shipper.com. Fuck, I keep... This is probably why they failed. Right. You don't know if it's Shipper.com or Shopper.com. It redirects to, like, a, a parking page. There's nothing there. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, Amazon, though. That's kind of a thing. Amazon, I've heard of that. When when same-day shipping becomes a thing, like, that'll be cool. I, for one... Fuck you and, like, the people in Seattle and, and certain areas of California that can do that. I, for one, welcome our new drone overlords. Gotta praise the drone. October 19th, Pokemon Yellow came out for the Game Boy today. Yeah. That's a big deal. Oh, yeah. I think that was pretty cool, right? Oh, definitely. So this obviously continued the upward slope of the worldwide hype train that was and continues to be Pokemon. It they're, was They're cool. still everywhere. Yeah, but uh, then but, it was, oh, no, it that was, was amazing. That was at, like, pandemic level. Oh, yeah. And, like, the fact that they almost pretty much managed to do it again last year with Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. That's, that's like, Beatles-level shit right oh, there. Oh, the hype train is... Real. Yeah. I would say Pokemon is bigger than the Beatles. Um, a couple couple key little nostalgia points Chris wrote out here. I'm sure many of you remember using Pikachu in Pokemon Stadium to get the surf attack. Yeah, there's a weird uh like you had to beat a certain cup in a certain way yeah. with a Pikachu. I don't remember what I the setup could, was. Yeah, the setup was kind of convoluted. I don't know if I ever did it. I did. Yeah? Yeah, on like the rental game. Oh, like, okay. I rented it for a week. Yeah. Um, and then also printing Pokemon entries, Pokemon index entries on the Game Boy printer. I yeah. don't know how many of you had that. I didn't, but you did, right? No, I didn't. Uh, oh, Allie might Oh, Allie had it. Yeah. Someone had it in our group. Someone, Yeah, someone had it. And then in addition to that, do you remember... So I was talking about Blockbuster earlier. Yeah. Do you remember the Pokemon Snap stations? The oh, kiosks yeah. that they had at Blockbusters. Yeah, where you could North print America. out your Pokemon Snaps. Yeah, you brought in like the cartridge, plugged it in, and you picked shit out. I never used it because it cost three bucks in nineteen ninety nine, apparently, maybe even more in Canada. Yeah, I didn't use it either. Yeah, it wasn't worth it, but uh, it feels good. It feels good to know that it existed. Oh, for sure. One more quick story from October nineteenth. Uh, on this date, Air Canada, backed by other airlines, announced a takeover bid for Canadian Airlines, which, as you can imagine, no longer exists. It's a sad day for Canadian Airlines. Womp womp. October twentieth. Man, the man who created Intel's audio signature. Ooh. See where I'm going there? Few people recognize his name, but most know Walter Werzona's work. The five musical tones heard in every commercial for Intel Corporation and computers that use its chip. Thanks to Intel's sizable advertising budget, the distinctive theme is familiar to television viewers who identify the company simply upon hearing the sounds Intel says. Quote, I can't think of a better audio signature that exists today, said Margaret C. Campbell, a marketing professor at UCLA's Anderson School. It's clean and has very few notes. It took Warzona two weeks to create the audio mark. Intel told him it wanted to be tones that uh, invoked innovation, troubleshooting, uh, troubleshooting skills, and the insides of a computer, all while sounding corporate, 
and inviting. But is it synergistic? Or does it have that dynamic uh, oh, God. that dynamic punch into the threshold of tomorrow? But how does this relate back to our core competencies? And how can we send that over to our end user so they can properly engage in a dynamic yet static fashion with our product? Wow. October 21st. Pumpkin theft gunman faces murder charge. A Buena Park homeowner who fatally shot a 17-year-old he suspected of stealing a Halloween decoration, holy shit, was charged with murder Wednesday during an emotion-laden court hearing crowded by friends and relatives of both the suspect and victim. Prosecutors are seeking the maximum charges possible against Pete... Tavita Salomona, that's quite a name, who insists he accidentally fired one shot into a Ford Escort carrying three teenage boys. Minutes earlier, the boys had swiped a plastic light-up pumpkin from his front yard, but one of the boys said in an interview Wednesday that the shooting was intentional. Prosecutors, however, said that Salomona's actions, especially his decision to confront the teenagers on the street with a loaded revolver, showed such negligence and disregard for the safety of others that the murder charges are merited. Yeah. That's kind okay. of fucked up. Who, first off, like, uh, stealing a holiday decoration is, like, mild mischief at best. It's shitty. And, and ha- yeah, it's shitty. Don't do it. But like if, if there's 17-year-olds and it's, ha- and it's well, around Halloween. Let's say, let's say I'm, you know, I'm a homeowner. I've got Halloween decorations out. Sometimes I eat breakfast for dinner. Maybe I'm, you know, making some scrambled eggs. Maybe I'm making some bacon. And I happen to walk by my front door and I have an egg in my hand and someone's stealing a decoration. Do I run upstairs to grab my revolver? No. Do I throw my egg at them? Probably. But I feel like that's as far as I'm willing to go. There's certain things in kind of the Halloween hijinks that maybe I could get on board with. There's a lot of setup for my scenario, but you get it. Oh, yeah. There is a little bit of a lot going on. Yeah. Like, I'd maybe, like, put, like, a, a net or something to catch the kids in a comedic way, like, you know. Just to confirm, Stuck in the 90s does, in fact, condone either catching kids with nets or egging them. Yeah, but we definitely don't condone shooting them with a revolver. Yeah, no, This reminds true. me of uh, something I saw earlier this week online. There was, like, I guess someone allegedly in a school bus may have like tossed something at a car or like flipped the guy off oh yeah and the guy just jumped on the school bus and demanded that they pull over uh and luckily the bus driver didn't because that guy was a fucking maniac yeah pretty nutty um to clarify a point from earlier stuck in the 90s does not condone egging children or catching them in nets let's move on to movies and music yeah what are we gonna talk about this week we've got this is 1999 we've got all right oh my god the box office is fucking enormous let's just breeze through some good ones so in the number one spot we have i believe a fan favorite in fight club fight club's a good movie i've only watched it a couple times i think i've seen it straight through once that's uh, that's about all you need fight club is a good movie after this i think a lot of people missed the point of the movie and made their own fight clubs which is kind of funny yeah that's pretty good though yeah, I mean, um, but you don't know how many ooh. because the first rule of Fight Club. One of my favorite, not super well-known late 90s movies, Double Jeopardy. I uh, I feel like I watched that in my 11th grade Canadian law class. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it's inaccurate though, right? Uh, well, no. The If you're charged for murder and serve your time, mm-hmm. you cannot be charged for murdering that same person again. So if they somehow do appear to be alive, you can 
murder them in broad daylight and not get charged again. I believe that did, is basic fact. Did the person, did they serve the full sentence? Uh, I, I don't know if the sentence was commuted or she got off early for good behavior. It was something like that. Okay. But she was charged with murder. Yeah. Did not do the murder. Like my and grade then, 11 yeah. law class, I don't remember a lot of this movie. Uh, let's pick out a couple more good ones and just move on because there's a, there's a ton here. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what else is on here? Okay, oh, Sixth Sense. That's a classic. Yeah, that's a good one. Ooh, let's leave it on number 12. The Adventures of Elmo in Grouchland. Man, I remember that, but I I, I, I never watched it, but I remember it. A movie for the everyman, I think. Very very broad appeal. The everyman. Um, yeah, I mean, people who are fans of, of Elmo, people who are fans of Grouches, people who are a fan of adventures. It, it really speaks to everyone on this. And I think that's all we need to talk about. I mean, it's I 1999. You can rent a movie. You really can. Yeah. All right, let's dive into the music. Yeah, we've got... Uh, I, I like I like what we've got at our number one. Actually, no, this is a god-awful song, but it really sums up 1999. It, it sums up the feel of 1999. I am on the edge can of my seat. guess what... Have you looked at the song? No. I was trying to open is? the file. Yeah. Like, it's Guard 1999, Living La Vida Loca. Is that Ooh, it? Oh, not quite. Ah, um, it really... I don't know. It sums up oh, the Clinton gross. administration. Oh, Bega, Mumbo number five. Yeah, that's why I backpedaled really quickly oh my on God. I think I like this The top three are all brutal. Uh, number two is Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas <laughs> from Matchbox 20. <laughs> and then three is By Lamos, Enrique. Yeah, Enrique's got some decent songs, but By Lamos is... Garbage. Yeah, it's not that good. But uh, number four, we've got Genie in a Bottle by Christina Aguilera. This is, I've said it once, I've said it again, her magnum opus. And at five is Unpretty by TLC. Also, in my opinion, maybe this has something to do with the fact that I was, I don't know, 11 at the time. But my favorite TLC song. This is a really common theme if we were to go down this list, which we might, we might not. Meh, I don't think we really have to. There's not a lot on here that we haven't already discussed. I think it is important, though, to mention... at at 99. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, It's also important that that we mention uh, number 16, All Star, by a band called Smash Mouth. Ooh. It's a really good song. It's a song. There are, there are words, there are lyrics. There are worse songs in existence. That's true. That's high dozens praise coming from you. Dozen, oh, yeah. Dozens of them. But yeah, I think it is neat to note that Bob Cajun is at 99. Pretty good. They That's... top out at 34, according to this list, though. They're Gretzkying right now. I thought they did. Uh, what okay. What next? Oh, you know what? I've got a little bit of 90s. I don't even know this is 90s news now. This is just... This is just talking about things in the 90s. Okay, so just so just so to, to let you behind the curtain, under our category, 90s News Now, Chris wrote, I'm pretty sure there's at least a couple things that should be here, but I forget. Dag. Not dang. Dag. dag. I originally wrote dang. Like, like daggummit? Yeah, something like that. Mm. But I, I something kind of came to me, but this is not news. I just saw a picture today of someone who had when they were a kid in 1999 won a phantom menace uh, contest and oh the the life size lotto yeah Yeah, i saw that it was pretty good and i guess it had been at his grandma's house for the past decade and is adorned with like hawaiian lays (laughs) yeah (laughs) like they got back from vacation and thought they'd decorate watto (laughs) also i'm gonna upload this picture to the instagram but do you remember oh dude is that a 90s thing I'm pretty sure it's a 90s thing. It's a pitcher and cups. You'll see what I mean if you check out our Instagram, which you can find 
at instagram.com slash stuck in the 90s podcast hey did you see that on our nostalgia i think tally sent it to me but it's probably from reddit i feel like i saw that on reddit like probably in the last day or two uh what we got now (laughs) was there any other 90s oh i went to toys r us today they had like a foot and a half tall goldar toy from the new power rangers movie Uh, and it is fucking hideous yeah see uh, it is extra gross i don't even want to talk about it it's just gross is gross. There's too many pieces and things. Like, fuck. I think but, yeah. one thing that would have made the Michael Bay Transformers movies 50% better. No without, Michael Bay. Well, uh, that'd be a much higher increase than 50%. Probably. But without any changes to the script, without any changes to the casting, the dialogue, the visual... Well, I mean, technically this is a visual effect. But make the Transformers something that you can visually you can imagine watch. transforming yeah. from vehicle to robot. Agreed. Because that is half the joy, seeing I'm going to buy this toy and do what it just did on the big screen, and no fucking mouth. Optimus needs to have one solid mouthpiece that maybe moves a little. I don't know. Just a little. Like maybe a vibrates. Oh, vibrates. Yeah. Optimus needs to be a vibrate. Optimus, you dog, you. All right, let's move on to our 90s spotlight. Autobots, so, roll out. If you are like me, and maybe you are, maybe you're not, but if you're like me, you know, you pass by a McDonald's sometimes because they're everywhere. They're literally fucking everywhere. And if you've taken a glance toward that McDonald's, you've noticed that McDonald's Monopoly is back. You don't even have to. I've been, I've been getting YouTube ads for him, and what? that fucking worked. That got me into a McDonald's today. Ooh. For some Monopoly pieces. I was hungry. I wanted some lunch. I was thinking to go to Wendy's. I have a Wendy's coupon in my pocket right now. All right, so let me let me rephrase then. If you're like Chris and I, and you either go outside or go on the internet, broad categories, oh, yeah. you've noticed that McDonald's Monopoly is back. And that's kind of an exciting time of year, right? Like, it's a silly thing. It's not an it's important one. Fucking but it's stupid. so fun. But it but drags me in every year. It gets me every fucking year. Yeah. For me, especially growing up, like going to McDonald's during the Monopoly time was the best because as a kid, you don't really have many opportunities to gamble. But gambling is a fun activity. Oh, yeah. As and, a kid, as a grown up. Oh, like it's good to winning, gamble at all. winning stuff is the best. Like boxes of cereal that had like contest things in them mm-hmm. were always my favorite. And so when McDonald's Monopoly came around, it was just another opportunity to peel something off and maybe win. Yeah, especially towards the late, the later 90s, in something like 98, 99, when we'd probably still be getting Happy Meals here and there, but the but like, Monopoly rolls I'm around. I'm getting a quarter pounder meal, son. Yeah, we're doing we're doing what it takes oh, yeah. to get those Monopoly pieces. I'm being a big, I'm, I'm not even continuing that train of thought. Um, <laughs> but what's devastating about it is that we thought we had a chance to win, as we all did. Uh, but really, though, no one had a chance to win, at least not in America. And here's why. In the year 2000, which is the year following 1999, uh, the U.S. promotion for Monopoly at McDonald's was halted due to fraud. A subcontracting company called Simon Marketing uh, had been... Seriously? Yeah, I know, right? That's a had, creatively named company. Probably started by a fellow named George. So they'd been hired by McDonald's to organize and promote the game. What they didn't know was that from 95 to 2000, every major prize that was given away in this contest was given to someone with some sort of connection to this company. So the associates of the of this company netted over 24 million dollars from is 95 to 2000. Pretty 
fucking serious. Intense, right? Yeah. So the fraud appeared to have been perpetrated by only one key employee of the promotion company and not their management, uh, allegedly, but sure. eight people were originally arrested, uh, which actually led to a total of 21 indictments. So nice. 21 different people were thrown in prison over this. All for some Monopoly pieces. Right. Uh, obviously, the relationship between McDonald's and Simon Marketing broke down. There were yeah. lawsuits after the fact. Um, but one one particularly interesting point out of this was that in 95, so the first year of the fraud, St. Jude's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee, received an anonymous letter containing a $1 million winning game piece. Okay. So although game rules prohibited the transfer of prizes, McDonald's, in light of the excellent promotion that they were about to get, waived the rule and made its last $50,000 annual payment in 2014. Nice. So they upheld it. Uh, and it later came out that one of the guys from Simon Marketing had admitted to sending that winning piece to the hospital. Ooh, that's like a, that's almost like a Robin Hood. Robin Hood, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in a company of fraudsters and, and shysters, he, he did the right thing. He took his dirty... His dirty park place, his dirty boardwalk, and sent it to... You cheating son of a bitch. Yeah. He sent it to those poor kids at the hospital. Yeah. So, I mean, at least it's not all bad. Can we talk for a second about how the McDonald's Monopoly game pieces in Canada are now Canadian landmarks? Why is yeah. my fucking railroad, you know, Halifax, Stanfield Airport? What the shit? It's an airport? Seriously? It doesn't even say railroad on it. Hold it's on. It's not even like fucking like shitty rundown VRL state. There's not Union Station. No, look, it, it doesn't even say Stanfield. It just says Halifax Airport. Yeah. I could win 3,000 WestJet dollars, oh. which are exchangeable for Shroop Bucks or Stanley Nichols. Let's, uh, let's, let's do oh, these Oh, you have pieces too. This is very exciting. Oh, yeah, like I said, I went to McDonald's today okay. specifically because so the Monopoly I have Halifax and, sorry, I have Halifax Airport and a, a green one, which in this case is Rue Saint-Catherine uh, in Montreal. I have two Rue Saint-Catherine. Oh, well, I mean, I like mine more. Yeah, it's, uh. Yours are pretty good though. That's very vibrant green. Oh, I know. Let's look at this bullshit. Sea to Sky Highway. What the fuck is that? It is one half. I have two of these okay. already. Yeah, well. I have one half of free gas for a year. Now I just have to find the other piece. Well, I mean, you probably have the rare one twice. Yeah, I'm sure I do. Yeah. And we've got Parliament Hill, which is in the... Uh, Wait, is it? in the brown zone. What is... Brown is the most ghetto. We're, uh, that's... we're looking at Monopoly board yeah, right now. The, the original Monopoly board, brown is the ghetto. Or at least what we described as the ghetto. <laughs> it totally like, is. Right beside Go. Yeah, right beside Go, the cheapest point on the board. When we got Parliament. Hill. When we played Monopoly as kids, we would call whoever owned that a slumlord. We did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gotta pay gotta pay rent to the slumlord. <laughs> <laughs> like you pass Go and it only takes half your money. Yeah. Not even. And like half your money if you've got hotels on it. Yeah. Yeah, so you know what? I love Canada. I like that there's things named after us. But fuck that. Yeah, Don't. fuck that. Niagara Falls shouldn't be. If I win the most expensive the prize in Monopoly, and place. it's not fucking Park Place and Boardwalk, Park? that's not okay. Yeah. Anyway. Which one's... So, is that, what? Which one's Boardwalk and which one's Park Place? It doesn't matter. Uh, but board, okay. Boardwalk so is the one beside Falls. the go. Niagara Falls is Park Place. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, it's a step up is. in the world. Yeah. Fuck this town. Yeah, whatever. Anywho, uh, I don't think I really have anything else to add. Yeah, you know what? 
This is uh, not brought to you by McDonald's, but man, oh. we are willing to accept some Szechuan sauce. So, oh, there's it, some, there's some news. That was a fucking debacle on yeah for a day on the point on the or on Did, the the Rick and Morty fans really came out on the bottom of that. One. Oh yeah. Did any of you get Szechuan sauce? Send us a picture. Stuck in the nineties podcast at gmail dot com. So one last thing I want to get in before the end of the show. Every week we bring you a sponsor, sometimes real, sometimes fictitious, and this one is a fun one because we are doing an ad swap with another show. So there's another 90s themed podcast, not quite, called The Home Im Podcast, and it is a home improvement slash generally Tim Allen show. I listened to That's a couple episodes, it's actually pretty good. I want to hear their I want to hear their grunts. Their their they, Tim Allen, Tim Taylor grunts. Well, if you want to hear grunts, Listen to this. Hey, 90s fans, I'm Adam. And I'm Jordan. And we host the Home and Podcast, the podcast centered around Tim Allen's hit 90s show, Home Improvement. Tune in for episode recaps, cast interviews with stars like Richard Karn, and special episodes on Tim Allen movies like The Santa Claus and Jungle the Jungle. You can uh, listen to our podcast on our website, thehomeandpodcast.com, or subscribe with your very favorite podcasting app. Remember, that's The Home and Podcast. So again, that's the home in podcast. I can't, I can't do it. That was much better. Yeah, that was much better. Than mine. Uh, well, now you lost it. Yeah. No, it's a one-time thing. You got to feel in your soul. Yeah. So you know what? Check them out if you're feeling some. If you're feeling some home improvement. If you're feeling some Tim Allen grunts. Fuck, Tim Allen was a staple of the '90s, and and yeah. Home and Podcast. Give them a listen. Home in Podcast. As always, you can find us online at StuckInThe90sPodcast.com. We're on Instagram and Facebook, Stuck in the 90s Podcast. We're on Twitter at SIT90s. I will upload the picture of this uh, this juice. Oh, the, the pitcher. The pitcher bucket, and cups. Juice pitcher and cups before this episode goes up. Um, what else? Where else can you find us? Did I get um, all the things? Email? Oh, if, yeah, if you want to be a sponsor, if you want to be a sponsor of the show, it'll cost you 10 bucks or the equivalent in tacos. Szechuan sauce. Or Szechuan sauce. Or really, like, just really? chat with yeah, us. Hit we, us up. We, we will, uh, will probably accept your trinkets. Yeah, I mean, we'll accept some weird shit. I thought you were going to say weed. Um, <laughs> it's going to be legal soon. It is going to be legal we, soon. Like, a year from now. We will accept you your weed, weed on store. July 1st, 2018. And you just go to the weed store. At the weed store. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's the end of the show. Stuck in the 90s podcast, gmail.com. If you want more info about sponsoring an episode, talk to us about anything. We, we you know, we're lonely. Yeah. We're lonely, though. Connor's, Connor's, he's just engaged. He's not married yet. Not yet. Yeah. So, you know what? Hit up Connor at stuck in the 90s wow. podcast at gmail.com. Jesus. And he'll sponsor you. Ooh. Like an alcoholic sometimes thing. This is getting off the rails. Yeah, that's Next week we're doing 92. Oh, I looked it up. Holy shit. There's yeah. a spreadsheet. I know. Have I looked at this spreadsheet in the last six months? I have not. So we will see you next week in 1992, Year of Our Lord. Yeah. For now, I think I've got nothing else to add. No, me either. So the podcast. Connor's not a prostitute. Well, that's true. The podcast is, is now, now over. Over. <laughs>